Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? This is another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. So we have a very interesting topic today. What is it? This topic is internal monologue. And what is it? So what's an internal monologue? Well, it's the voice inside of one's head. Your inner voice. Mm, your inner voice, not that little voice that tells you to um, smack your boss in the face. But Yeah, that voice. <laughs> that it depends voice. on whether or not you react to that, right? Uh-huh. So um, while internal monologue is a common occurrence, not everyone experiences it. There's a lot that researchers have yet to uncover about why some people frequently hear an inner voice mm. and what it means. So an inner voice could be your personal thoughts, but also the narration that happens <laughs> during your everyday movements. So they say this is a completely natural phenomenon. Some people might experience more than others. It also uh, also possibly not experience it at all. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. So parent, I think what they said was there's a large percentage of people that actually don't have internal monologues. They just think nothing. How how can somebody think nothing? That's very peculiar to me. I'm not sure because I experienced an internal monologue during my everyday. Hmm. So I, so I wonder what if it's not internal? Do is it external for them? Do they do like I don't, how do you explain it? Are they speaking with outwardly without thinking of it first? That's a great question. Perhaps they're just not thinking at all and saying whatever comes first mm. So, um, what what are your experiences with internal monologue? What do you hear inside of yourself? When I have an internal monologue, right, it's kind of like those um, anime shows mm-hmm. where the audience can hear the guy thinking on the inside. That's how it is for me, but there's no audience. <laughs> like, before I do anything or before I say anything, I try to um, digest what is going around me, what's going on around me, and, and, and formulate how I respond to that before I just jump out and say anything that comes to the top of my head. I love that example that you just shared because... Mm-hmm. I feel that's why so many people relate to monologue-based narratives or stories. Mm-hmm. Because you are also relating to the person because you have that inner person that's either thinking or processing what is happening to them in life. Mm-hmm. Just like a character would. You know, when someone's telling a story or if you're watching a film or reading a book, and you kind of get an insight of how the person is thinking, 
my understanding is everybody has that inner inner voice or inner speech. <laughs> so what's your process with your inner monologue? With my inner monologue? Um, <laughs> I don't have a process per se, but I do know that I have moments where I think like you and moments when I don't. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm conscious of what is to come out of my mouth because it's already been rehearsed in my head. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does that... Um, that makes sense because I do that as well. I don't right. really rehearse it. I just think about it. It's right. like I'm, I'm not going over lines in my head. Exactly. So, but if you think about having a conversation with someone and someone is still speaking, you're waiting for them to stop speaking, mm-hmm. even though that you're hearing them, to say whatever you've been holding on to in your head about what you want to say next. Mm-hmm. Reacting mm-hmm. to that conversation. Um, they say 30 and 50% of people frequently experience an inner monologue. So 30 to 50%. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. But what bothers me about these studies is how do they know? Because they didn't haven't done the study on me or, you know what I mean? Like, how do they quantify these these outcomes i guess that's what happens though with qualitative and quantitative research is that you get a group of people Mm. you interview or you run tests on those groups of people and that becomes your you know Mm -hmm. 50 percent. i don't think overall i don't know i don't know how they do it but i do believe that it's like well the probability of it being this percentage is what we believe it to be i wonder where that little voice inside your yourself comes from Who's that other person in my head, right? Right. Who's that other person? Is it me or is it another person or is it an an extension of me? Is it me within this shell? What if it's your ego, your alter ego? Alter ego? I don't (laughs) think it's so-called an alter ego because the alter ego is something that you create, right? I guess. That's why it's so fascinating because it's like, who is it? And why are my my thoughts being processed in this manner? Are you <laughs> the inner voice or are you the body carrying that inner voice? Are you the vessel yeah. that's transporting the voice? That's transporting the voice. That's Say very one more time because... <laughs> are you that inner voice? Is that specifically you that's driving this body? Or is your body... Like your physical body controlling that inner voice. Like who's running the show, right? Right. Is it the the mind or is it the body that is carrying the mind? Is it even the mind? Is it white? Because your thoughts it's, it's sit in consciousness. Your mind, but, right. Consciousness. Because there's a lot of things that have minds, but are they conscious? I don't know. This is a this is a serious rabbit hole. <laughs> this is a serious rabbit hole. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What What are some other things about inner monologues that these scientists claim? So researchers and scientists are sharing that an inner monologue can be your greatest advocate or your worst critic Mm -hmm. in terms of how you navigate through the world 
Okay. So your inner voice or your inner feelings is a reflection of how you feel inside, but also how you end up navigating in the world. Okay, explain. Give me a scenario. So a scenario would be someone who's perfectly fine externally, but thinks that they're fat on the, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but you're telling yourself that you're, you're not a certain thing, but on the exterior, you may be vocalizing that or not vocalizing it, but that's not the reality, but internally that's your reality. So what you end up reflecting is a version of yourself that you don't admire or appreciate because mm-hmm. of that inner voice or inner talk that you have to yourself. Or when, for example, if someone, you know, the common quote, you have to love yourself or learn yourself or your projection towards other people will not be as genuine. Mm. It's because whatever is internal, that's why I think, okay, I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm going off attention, but that's why I think maybe it is that inner voice that is controlling your body. It has to be. Because... I think that inner voice can be our most authentic selves. But I also think that inner voice um, can create scenarios and situations that give us anxiety that gives us self-doubt things that don't exactly exist i'm not sure if that's your thoughts or that's your inner voice but i think that sometimes we let that inner voice control us when we should be controlling that inner voice you eloquently shared what i was trying to say yeah in a very short span of of time. And it was very interesting. We just recently watched um, a lecture that, you know, the, the, the rapper KRS-One, you know, one of the, the pillars of hip-hop was explaining that, um, I'm just paraphrasing that, okay, you think of a word, right? These glasses. You could say the word glasses in your head without saying glasses outwardly in this physical form. Solely by just looking at them. Solely by, so you can actually physically hear the word glasses in your head, right? He also said that um, you can see the past and you can also see your future with that same voice. For example, um, I still have memories of mom's cooking in the kitchen Sunday, you know, Sunday dinner and whatnot, and music playing in the background. I could smell the fried chicken when I think about that. That's me actually traveling back in time. Um, I could also think about when I first became a photographer, and I said I'm going to be a really great photographer. I'm not, I'm great, but not as great as I thought I was going to be. I'm still on that path to greatness. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm a lot better right now than I was 15, 12, 15 years ago. But you saw yourself in a much better position than you were. I saw myself in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who made up this phrase. I think, therefore, I am. You have to think. Every great idea started in the mind. The cups that we're drinking this whiskey out of, these microphones that we're talking into, the, the, the cars that we drive, the planes that fly through the air, started in somebody's mind first. And they had to manifest that idea into a physical form. So it's kind of like alchemy in a way. It's kind of like magic. You know, we're transforming these ideas. When you're paint when you're painting, those paintings right there, it's like we're getting a small glimpse of what's going on in your thoughts, in your head, in that inner voice. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of your thoughts in your inner head, I think of it like a um a building, a castle, right? And or a house. And you decorate that house however you want. It could be super colorful, super um, bohemian grove type, you know, decor, whatever. Or it can be messy. And if your head is cluttered, if your head, if 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 your thoughts are confused and and mashed and 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 doesn't make sense, that reflects in the outward. Your house might be messy. You know, you, you're, the way you do do things might not be in an orderly fashion, you know, because your thoughts are cluttered. That inner voice doesn't really have room to speak or talk to you. So do you believe those that don't have internal monologues have reached a level of consciousness that is so clear? Maybe. Externally, <laughs> because... I, I like how you just described that because I think of people on the show, for instance, hoarders, right. where psychologists actually understand that the state of your room right now, the state of your house right now is a reflection of what you are feeling internally mm-hmm. and what is going on in your mind. And, you know, 95% on the ti- of, the, of the time on that show, something traumatic has happened it's to trauma. the person yeah. that has affected them internally. So that inner monologue or whatever is repeating in their mind, that's a reflection of whatever happened in that past life, right. is showing up in the present and you know potentially in the future because they say those that are on that hoarder show, you have to let them experience the process. Otherwise, if you clean them when they're not clean the house when they're not there, it's going it's to gonna get, go, yeah, it's go, go right back. Go right back to what it used to be. Now see. This is why affirmation is important. This is why seeing yourself in that future as a better version, better version of yourself, and keep that on repeat in your head is extremely important. Fifteen, twelve years ago, if I never picked up the camera, I wouldn't be a photographer. I would probably be something else. Probably would have never met you in this lifetime either. Exactly. So, 
affirmation manifesting what you want and keeping that on repeat and, and cycling through your mind is important because everything we see around us started off in, as an idea even us where do we go where did we go where do we go when we pass away unfortunately everyone has to pass away but what does that thought what is that consciousness what does that inner voice go it has to go where it came from before you were here in the physical world. Well, most cultures, um, I can speak for African cultures or African spirituality, there's no end to your life. Mm. It's just in a different context. It's a different form. A different form. So even if you're not visibly in a physical space, it doesn't mean that you aren't there in spirit. Mm -hmm. I know I always joke about this, about people <laughs> calling on the ancestors, but, you know, when I pass away of a ripe old age of 97, 99, I don't want nobody calling on me. I'm on an, an extended vacation because this world is hard. <laughs> it is hard, but your work is never done. Because yeah. I know if Wami were to call on you, um, his children were to call on I'll you. I'll be there. You're but I wouldn't be happy do. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll take that role for you. <laughs> Say, what do they can want call at me anytime. I'm up here on but the that, beach. <laughs> yeah, but that your work is never done. Yeah, you're just doing your work on the other side. It's just, it's just, it's really meta and like matrixy when you really think about it. Mm -hmm. You know. How do we master this matrix that's all around us? Learning the tricks and the techniques that, you know, those who mastered it, you know. That's why I took up meditation every morning, giving myself. I don't sit there and not think about anything. I just sit there and give myself affirmations for 15 minutes straight. On what repeat. kind of affirmations? You're good enough. You're doing well. You will be better. You are better. You know, just simple stuff like that. You know, and, and, and picturing myself in a better position, planting those seeds so when my time comes, it'll come to fruition. Why do you think people have an internal monologue? I think it's necessary for our development as human beings. So why is there a positive and a negative route of having in the monologue like why can't it just be one one way that one has an inner monologue what fun would that be <laughs> so who's who's having the fun I mean I'm just saying like okay we're all different if we were all the same wouldn't life be boring it would be boring but I'm saying like who's playing that joke like it would be fun if I made them or if I created them to have different ways of thinking or different ways that they process the gift that I give them of having internal monologues. I think we're all created differently so we can <laughs> learn from each other. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can gain perspective from different perspectives. You know, take what we need from it, take some of the good, even learn from the bad, learn from the mistakes. You know, um, 
I think having that internal monologue is important, whether if you can do it or not. If you can't do it, you might have to learn how to, you know? I'm not sure why certain people don't have that internal monologue. Maybe they just think outwardly instead of inwardly. Mm-hmm. Or dismissing the inward process, right? Right. But you, I don't know, when I think about that, it's like, I'm thinking about like atheists and stuff like that, mm-hmm. dismissing the higher power. But so I, you're dis physic literally dis- dismissing yourself. And I I I wanted to use dismissive very lightly because I don't know, but it seems that those that you know like those that say oh I don't have it, do you actually not have it? Or are you suppressing something mm. for you not to be in that space of thought? It's just really weird because I would have to like talk to somebody who that actually just doesn't, doesn't have that right. internal monologue. Likewise. And on the flip side, um, you were telling me earlier about how um, schizophrenia um, is like a negative effect when you don't hear your own voice, you hear somebody else's voice. Did, did you have any more information on that? Oh, right. I was listening to um, a podcast that I don't remember where um, this researcher was having a conversation with a psychologist about internal monologues. But one of the, the topics that they were discussing was about schizophrenia and how internal monologue and schizophrenia contrast because schizophrenia is when you have, you're hearing voices to the extreme that do not belong to yourself. They belong from others. And the researcher was saying, um, even though that may be the case, there are moments where those who are having a normal experience of internal monologue have a moment where they hear other people's voices. Mm -hmm. And it's not in a scary way, but let's say, for instance, you were giving an example about your mom Mm -hmm. and remembering when she was cooking, you Mm -hmm. know, in the kitchen, you were smelling that. You could maybe hear a voice like calling your name for that dinner is ready. She's not physically saying it right now, but you have that memory yeah. of her voice then. Or hearing her voice telling me to take the chicken out of the freezer exactly. and remembering two hours later when she's about to get exactly. home to take so the chicken out. Exactly, so you hear that voice, or you hear the voice of her reacting to you not right. taking it out. Yeah. But where someone with schizophrenia is helping it in real time, and you actually think that someone has control over the mind in the space that you have. Now, what I'm... I'm curious to know the difference between that and personality disorder. Mm. Like, you know, when people have split personalities, is one voice inside of them thinking like themselves? And when they switch to a different personality, is that a different voice? Right. You know what I mean? Because they do consider themselves as those that are different people. So are you ha- like are those internal monologues within internal monologues within internal monologues? That just blew my head. <laughs> that just blew my mind. However, the um also the same podcast that I was listening to, they were discussing how one well, the psychologist had a question to the researcher. Well, what about bilingual people or multilingual right. people? Right. What is the language of your inner monologue or your mm-hmm. inner speech? And he was just like, well, I have never researched that before. But coming from a coming from my own perspective, where I do speak two different languages, at a time they were all on the same level of fluency. Hold on, not yeah. to cut your wisdom. <laughs> when you 
before you you came here and learned, you know, quote unquote American English, and you mostly spoke Shona when you was a kid, right? Did you think in Shona? So, I actually was born bilingual. I could speak both languages. Mm. So by Wami's age, I was speaking both. Hold up! But yeah. pause right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you were with family who only spoke Shona, they would speak to you. Was your internal monologue in Shona first? And vice versa, if you're with someone who only speaks English, what's your internal monologue in English? I'm sorry to cut That's, you. You don't cut me off, but um, I was trying to, I was getting ready to answer your question yeah. as you were asking. Because I was born speaking both languages, like I learned both because that was the household. Mm. I spoke Shonglish. <laughs> so a combination like of both. Yeah. If I didn't have a word for whatever, like, the word that I was looking for in English, I would go back to Shona. If I didn't have the word in Shona, I would go back to English. So I would mix this two, literally. So your brain is all over the place. My brain was all over the place because, like, that's just how I learned how to have a conversation with people. Mm. So my mind would do the same thing. So when I was three, and my cousin is British, we all had Christmas Mm. one year. In London, and I remember telling her, Gabu Fugumi. Fugu means to cover me with the blanket. Mm. And we were sitting by the TV. I was cold, but I didn't have the word for cover, so I said, Gabu Fugumi. Mm. In my mind, that's how my brain would work. Like, if I don't have a word for it, then that's, mm. I would fit it in with a different language. Mm. But that's how my brain used to be. So I would have internal monologues where I could be speaking English, but if I didn't have the word, I'm going back to Shona. But in Shona, if I didn't have the English word, which may be the case, there's some words that you can't say in our traditional language because it's European. Mm. We never had the word for it. It was like a European context or we didn't have that. Um, So I would replace it. (laughs) Mm. And that's it's funny that you say that because I think that level of switching back and forth is still how my brain works, but I now have it solely in English. Yeah. I, I mean, have the word, but it takes me time because sometimes I do forget the English word. Even though like I know it, it takes me a while to remember what that word is. That must be extremely confusing. Mm-hmm. When you're like trying to formulate language. Yeah, like an idea, like it must be extremely because when I because I remember when I used to take like Spanish in high school right mm-hmm. I don't ask me about any Spanish right now because mm-hmm. I forgot all of it but when the teacher would ask me a question and say it in Spanish I would think of it in English first and translate it to Spanish in my head mm-hmm. and then you know outwardly say it right so get this when I moved to the States in school, I was learning Kiswahili. Mm. Kiswahili is like a brother or a sister of Zimbabwe, language-wise, because mm. we both have Bantu languages. When I started learning Kiswahili, I started using Kiswahili words for words for Shona. Mm-hmm. They were so similar, but it's like instead of saying a word that required an L, I would say the D instead. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to like forget my native tongue and then replacing with something that never existed. And then my mind was like English Shona Kiswahili. 
Yeah, that's a lot. Picture the people that speak like 12 languages. Right, but I mean, imagine what their internal monologue is. If you watch like Nollywood or any foreign film, you can notice how quickly they go back and forth in English mm-hmm. in whatever language they their native tongue. So imagine what the brain is doing with the internal dialogue. The brain is is such a serious it's thing. It's quite fascinating. Such a serious thing. Not mm-hmm. only does it house our consciousness, but at the same time, it tells our body how to breathe. Mm-hmm. It tells us to walk. Um, sometimes our body does things without really thinking about it, mm-hmm. but that's our brain snapping off, firing off, and telling us our bodies so. to do something. But I just find it extremely interesting. And how 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 does internal monologue work with like real grotesque people like you know serial killers and, and stuff know. like that like do they think a- about it mm-hmm. like I think in order to be like a real human you have to know empathy hmm. and empathy is is created by this internal self this internal you is is empathy somehow turned off in some of these people like so maybe those are the ones that don't have internal monologues mm. or or a, a conscious to have empathetic thoughts mm. <laughs> so everything is reactive but there's no thought process or support in thinking rationally mm. but you had me at the multiple this personality disorder because I'm like what what is that you know like how does that show up as an internal monologue just to get real meta what if multiple personality disorder is multiple consciousnesses if that's a word in one person and is it a form of schizophrenia I don't know. I'm not a psychotherapist. It could be, but I'm saying, like, what if schizophrenia is also not something where you're cuckoo, but it's actually mm. something going on, like a <laughs> a malfunction that you're entering one dimension in another, or like just being in two places at once, where you're mm. you're 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 seeing things that others are not seeing or or noticing or that are actually there. Or what if to get real meta? Uh oh. What if? You know how people say reincarnation and we live certain amount of lives, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, what if all those personalities are the same person but different lives collapsing on each other? Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one more thought because I was just thinking about how we were discussing language. Did you know that those that speak more than, um, well, more than one language mm. can pick up another language very quickly? Mm-hmm. I wonder what that process is of like, because you already had that internal understanding of how to pick up one language, mm. that you can just shift into other spaces. But also your intern, like, what is the, I'm just thinking about what is the brain internalizing or what are, what is the process of your body or your vessel is doing to retain so much information and be able to project that out? 
I mean, the, the mind is a muscle. The brain is a muscle just like any other muscle. And mm. We have to exercise that right in order to get stronger. But I think it's easier with languages like um, Spanish, um, Italian, because those are very similar. Mm-hmm. French is kind of similar to those, you know. Figure out what the root, um, the root language is, and I don't know. I'm not a linguist. I, I can't even tell you. But I, <laughs> I think it's like, I think one of the, like the hardest languages to learn is um, like click languages from Africa. I guess not unless you know it. You know. I but mean, yeah. yeah just, if you don't know, like, if you're a guy like me from America going to um, Tanzania trying to figure out click languages over there, that'd be tough because I, I, a lot of it is tonal too. Like when I think of click, that's the only one I could do. But they could have yeah, those and that and that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> those and that and that. Yeah, it's quite funny because coming here. For the first time, I didn't understand what the fuck anybody was saying mm-hmm. because it was so fast. Mm-hmm. You know how you went to London, you're like, I, I don't, because it was so fast. Like some of the yeah. people were speaking so fast to you, but I was just like, what? Or like when y'all, when people would be like, I, you know, yeah. like that was like, what? Like how do you even spell that? I was trying to figure out how to spell it in my head and what it meant, but everybody's like, I, I, <laughs> like. That's and we don't really even think compared to like places like New York. New Jersey or Boston, mm-hmm. we don't speak that fast. They they call they consider us like country. You don't, but it's almost like the ad libs. Yeah. That I, you know, there's it's some the things tones. that don't have definition. It's the tones. That are, you're also mentioning about the. It's like, whereas like you good, depending on how you say you good. <laughs> like, hey yo, you good? You good was like you all right? You all right? You, no, it could be you all right or. Hey my, mm-hmm. hey my N word. You good? Like that could be like I want to fight. Different. Or you can be like, hey baby girl, you good? Like you know what I mean? It could it's be di- it's different, but it's like tonal. I love that. We should do something on linguistics soon. That would be dope. <laughs> that would be. But dope. this is great. I mean, do you want to conclude about anything? Yeah, I want to conclude. Um, I want to conclude with this with, little excuse me quote <laughs> that uh. I just wanted to conclude that was with so that. Random. I was like, I was waiting for the quote, like the inspirational quote. About that was the quote I wanted to go. That was the quote it. right Let's there. Let's do more of that. All right, man. Thank you for taking <laughs> for listening to this episode. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, share with all your friends. This is how uh, we get the podcast out there. Um, we have a lot of great artists that's featured on Thursdays. And shout out to them. Like, we've had so many amazing artists on the podcast Wonderful so far artists. Wonderful that artists. are inspiring us in so many ways. Great. Shout great. out. All right, guys. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And peace. <laughs>